Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Welcome everyone to this week's episode, or one of this week's episodes of of the X-Files. I'm like, what's my podcast called? (laughs) Oh, you know it. Yeah, we know it. So welcome, (laughs) welcome everyone. Today we are talking about breakup rituals. Yeah, this is an exciting topic. Um, I don't remember how it really came to the radar, but I'm Mm -hmm. excited that we're getting to it. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. so, it's so fun. And we will Mm -hmm. talk about all of this, but rituals are so important for transitions and breakups are certainly a transition at the very least. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we're excited to get into it. So let's dive in. All right. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, Thank you to everyone for being here. Let's do it. Let's talk about breakup rituals. So first of all, what is a ritual? We're going to start out scholarly here. Yes. (laughs) Oxford Dictionary. (laughs) um has the simplest definition so wait let me ask you this when you were looking for a definition Mm -hmm. were were things just like all over the place things were kind of all over the place like I went down a rabbit hole where they were like (laughs) they're uh like rituals allude to both the sacred and the profane and like defining the sacred and the profane and like all of this and it was just Mm -hmm. like oh my god this is not this is Who knew? this is way too complex um, because as you can imagine what um, what looks like a ritual um, to the person inside the ritual may seem like meaningless to someone who doesn't understand the ritual or who is yeah. just observing it mm-hmm. and so they you know in order to properly define that in a yeah. like watertight way mm-hmm. there's a lot of like uh, nuance necessary Certainly. however I think for us we're talking about like um not the profane <laughs> yeah we're not really talking about we're, the oh, well so we're talking about one the person's experience who who's inside it so exactly yeah right, so, interesting yeah oh I love dictionaries all right so <laughs> I'm serious I'm on the I think the Oxford dictionaries daily word of the day oh my god yeah oh my (laughs) god I'm such a nerd so all right they define ritual as a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order Mm -hmm. all right we're gonna make it a little more fun (laughs) yeah (laughs) and also that like we just barely said that the definition of rituals is quite nebulous for our purposes we'll be defining ritual as a series of actions and words that acknowledge meaning symbols and emotions nice yeah it might not make sense to people outside of the ritual totally fine but it carries a deep meaning for the people who are inside of it exactly oh so lovely so rituals are a way that you make the everyday sacred or significant Mm -hmm. all right such as a breakup um i did a women's jewish history course in college and they oh I don't remember the author, but they had an entire book of rituals from everything from waking up, going to the bathroom, cooking dinner. Um, So it's a way to add meaning to your life. 
Yeah. Another way is to recognize and process transitions. So for Mm -hmm. instance, high school graduations, marriages, funerals, every life event can be made ceremonious, including, of course, breakups. Yes. So doing a ritual for a breakup can be like planning a funeral. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Um, It can also be a way of making an energetic cut. Mm-hmm. from a person or you could see it as a way to embrace your power so yeah. it really just depends on what it is that you're trying to release or call in a bunch of stuff and we'll get into that yeah so um rituals are important for healing and I think this might be one of the reasons why breakups are so hard is because we don't have a bunch of like socially normal <laughs> breakup rituals like it's not like Mm -hmm. something like oh we just broke up so I you know I went and I did my breakup ritual it's not like a thing that people typically do or Um, even recognize like we talked about in the how to ask for help and mm -hmm. several other times I mean you're not even really uh, allowed in quotes to take time off work I mean yeah we need yeah I think that we this is a opportunity for improvement in our society. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Um, a very famous psychologist, Esther Perel, um, she actually spoke about rituals for breakups on her Instagram, like literally last week. It was perfect timing. We already planned this episode mm-hmm. and I was like, what? So she said um, in that content, so much ritualized behaviors and practices around marriage and around engagement, all the things people do to mark beginnings. And she said, I find that endings are so legalistic, so cold, and really there's a need to make them much more meaningful. So the thing is, is that like rituals help us understand that as she says, while the relationship may be over, we are not over, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like we said with a funeral earlier, you're not like grieving the person as though they've died, but the third party, the we, the us, that mm-hmm. has died. So you're, you're grieving like this third entity that's separate from you and separate from that person that you formed together. So Yeah. Um, She goes on to say that rituals can help bring closure and prepares you for knowing that life goes on. There's going to be other loves in that you can have faith in them. Um, Yeah. She, she talks about how um, there's kind of this ritual of bring giving the ex's stuff back. So, you know, someone's been staying over at your house, maybe they have like a drawer or they've just left things. And so Mm -hmm. you can like ritualize giving back the parts of that person that they left them symbolically left. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, she, she went on to like describe some like, uh, breakup ritual ideas. So, you know, if you're going through a divorce, going to where you get married, got married with that person and saying goodbye. Yeah. She said, you know, some people can do this together as a way to mourn the end of the relationship together. It really depends on the situation. Totally. (laughs) A couple couple years back, there was 
I think a YouTube video that went semi-viral of a couple who was getting divorced and they did, you know, a divorce ceremony where their friends were in the audience and they went out to a grove. And I was like, this is such a no for me. (laughs) Just feels like the most awkward, painful thing in the world. Uh But some people were like, hell yes, you know, we need to, you know, normalize stuff like this. And completely like it is different for everyone and that is fine yeah I think especially if you're breaking up because you've both realized that it's just time for the next chapter yeah yeah. and you don't have like this like wounding from this person then I think that can be beautiful but a lot of times breakups happen because someone fucked up yeah I I mean to not have wounding or emotion I don't know to me it just felt that I just thought like this is way too intense for me but obviously for them it it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, that's not typically what people are dealing with when they come to Janice. Right. So yeah. So you can, you know, go to where you get married and say goodbye, you know, in ceremony to that place of beginning. Uh, you can go on your favorite drive to kind of say goodbye to this person. Um, you can turn quote their drawer, um, Mm -hmm. into a place to keep stuff that's really important to you. So like reclaiming that area and associating positive things with that space. So, Mm -hmm. um, she also talked about the importance of ritual for bringing in companionship and connections, um, because rituals don't have to be just alone. Um, you yeah. can you can bring your support system into play as well. Um, she said that a friend of hers um, went through a breakup, wrote a letter to her friends and invited them to a breakup party. And then in person, she told the story of what happened. Instead of having to repeat it over and over and over again on separate occasions, she did it all at once to all of the people who mattered. Ah, gotcha. Which I think is nice because there's not like this risk of, of like just bringing up bringing it up every time so it's like it gets a little further (laughs) away from you and then you have to bring it back to tell the story again over and over again whereas this you know she told her friends what happened all at once and then they went around the room and her friends shared their stories of breakups and finding love again and poems and things like that and um it was a way to like make the experience common and normalized um you know, and just like remind you that you, you will survive this. Yeah. I love this. And I've always thought that I would somehow incorporate it into my breakup coaching in the future. Um, you know, I'd say if there's anyone listening who is wanting to do this and invite Claire and I to, <laughs> yeah, we'll come. you know, if you're going to do a zoom breakup party, it, I would be honored to be invited. Yeah. And also I just think it's so great. Um, you know, people have heard me talk about my gals Valentine's parties and I, you know, also didn't run this past you, but I think it would be so cool to have a listener on who has planned a divorce party or breakup party or a separation party. I think that would be really fun. Please DM us. I really want to hear about this. Yes. This would be really fun to to chat about. So if you've done it, well done. And let me know, please. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of ways um, Mm -hmm. that you can perform a ritual. So, you know, 
we'll talk more about creating your own, but there are some, some that are kind of um, fairly well-known and we'll just go through those first. Well, so and also a co- breakup ritual, any ritual can, if you're not used to incorporating ritual into your life, it can involve lots and it can get complicated if you see what some other people who are doing it for years do. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're sharing some rather simple ideas yes. to get to yeah. get started. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. definitely make this much more complex. You can make it witchy. You can burn your candles. Yeah. You know? um, yep. yeah, so we're we're just sharing kind of like an entry point mm-hmm. if this is a totally new concept for you. Yep. So the first is visualization. And for Yay. visualization, I love cord cutting meditations. Um, there's one on, well, there's so many on Insight Timer. It's like one of our favorite apps. Um, but yes. I also have one on Insight yeah, Timer. Yeah, Claire, if you go look find it. Yes. <laughs> I think it's so cool that you've got a meditation on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really fun to record. And like, I felt like I needed to make one um, mm. because I had been using it like myself um and using other people's cord cutting meditations um because it it does help me visualize things if I have the audio track in the background kind of directing my thoughts um because otherwise I just I get way too over the plate all over the place um yeah that's a great tip for anyone who wants to get into meditation is starting with guided um can help you be able to go to that place exactly Mm -hmm. yeah So cord cutting meditations are fairly common in both secular and spiritual traditions. Um, If you're interested in quantum physics and (laughs) energy work, um, you've probably heard that when you make a relationship with someone, whether it's friends, family, lovers, someone you see regularly, or even someone you just like pass by and you're just kind of like, you can form a slight connection with someone. Um, True. And that like <laughs> that energetic cord can form between the two of you. Mm-hmm. So when a relationship ends, that feeling of still being connected with someone can remain. Um, and cord cutting is a way to sever that energetic tie over time. With strong relationships, you you generally need to do a cord cutting meditation more than once um, to really feel that that severing. Um, and even if you're totally a skeptic and this is like way too woo woo for you, just visualizing like actually mm-hmm. cutting that the mental tie between you and another person can be really helpful. So yes. um, yeah, you don't have to be like quantum mechanics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't. But I love yeah. that, you know, you and us, you know, enjoy bringing this, the science into it. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, and although there's lots of ways to cut cords, hello, journaling, um, mm-hmm. visualization is a way to do that as well. So Insight Timer, we just mentioned, they have so many cord cutting practices. Just look look up cord cutting and choose one that seems to speak to you. Um, or look up Claire Lofthouse. Or try mine. <laughs> so basically, in your mind's eye, you know, you get into like a calm meditative state. You get in the, that headspace. And then you visualize the individual in front of you that you want to cut the cord with. Um and 
you also have scissors. So you visualize those scissors. You don't need actual scissors. Um, but you, you just go ahead and like connect with them and be like, oh, this is the person that I want to cut the cord with. You see that energetic cord that connects you with the other person and don't question whatever comes up. Like maybe it's a certain color. Maybe there's more than one cord. Just, you know, whatever comes up, just go with it. There's no wrong way to like see this. And now with the intention of severing that link between you two, go ahead and use those visualized scissors and cut the cord between you and watch as like kind of the cord like snaps back into you and leaves like no trace. Um, And same with the other person and just like take a moment to, you know, thank them for the role that they played in your life. Um, and feel how it feels to no longer be connected to that person and as you're ready come out of it so yeah that's a very quick explanation um definitely the visualizations guide you through it a lot more gently so yeah the there's a lot of great meditations for this and while i think that's great there are also people who can guide you through this that's how i did it after my divorce which i'm going to talk more about so I haven't started putting together a current list of referrals for this, though it's you know always on my to-do list. So if you're in any you know wellness groups, if you asked for you know a hypnotherapist who specializes in cord cutting, um, this can be a a tricky, dynamic, intense experience. So you know that's also another way to do it is you know having mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. you know um, having someone hold space for you while they walk you through it. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Highly recommended on my part as well. So of course we're coming back to journaling. What do you know? (laughs) And there are a couple ways that you can use journaling in a breakup ritual. It, it, you know, it can be one aspect of a longer ritual and we will talk about how to create these um, later. So the first thing to do if you want to create, or if you want to use journaling in a ritual would be to you know, create the space. And that's an important part of many rituals. Uh, you know, I think it's it's really good that you have your environment set up to be conducive to whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever dimmed lights, music, candles, etc. So then you can use your journal to write your breakup story, which we actually talked about on our very last episode. Um, Why have they moved on so fast? I will include it here as well, however. So you could write, I am angry that. Then I am hurt because what I wish you knew was I deserve more because I am moving on now because my wish for you is my hope for me is Mm. so um i know that you had suggested this you know that if you know you should burn it after you do it as part of a ritual so yes in some cases i would say no in this one because i think that there's a lot in this exercise that is about looking forward to all the positive things that you're calling in Mm -hmm. and so for this one 
I don't think that it's advisable yeah. to then burn it. All right. Yeah. Cause you don't <laughs> want to destroy your future. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing really to burn there. Um, but you know what? Er- different for everyone. Um, yeah. So what I might suggest to do after is adding something to the ritual that symbolizes a new chapter or a, or a new beginning. Mm-hmm. So uh, some ideas that I quickly came up with are um, if you use an altar, as I do, you might want to buy a new stone for your altar uh, that symbolizes whatever it is that you're calling in and then adding mm-hmm. it during the ritual. Uh, you, uh, you could go online during your ritual and buy your breakup trophy that we've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, symbolizing how great you've been doing with with your breakup. Or at the end of this, you might create a ritual or add to your ritual by gathering up all of your ex's things. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are just suggestions. Do what feels right. Yeah. Another journaling um, exercise that you can do if you do want to add fire and a fire element to your ritual is using a journal exercise or a journal prompt that helps you release anger and resentment, such as mm-hmm. what I suggested in my break in my journaling episode what I never got to tell you was all right so if you use a prompt that promotes or that invokes fiery emotions I would say to burn these after because you're also trying to release the the resentment and the anger and so burning it is I think can be a really cool way to to do that yeah release it into the flames watch it go up and you might find that you really feel it physically released from your system yeah yeah I think um especially if the relationship wasn't the best and you're having trouble, like as you're healing, remembering that it actually wasn't that good. And you're, you're very much putting your ex on a pedestal and stuff, writing a list of every single thing, big or small that they did that was hurtful to you or that you just didn't like about them can be really helpful. And for that, like you can keep that while you're needing that reminder. Yes. Yeah. And then when you feel like you've gotten to a place where you're like, I don't think I need that reminder anymore. You can then burn it. Yeah, um, that's great. That's yeah. Great to like really well. release that. And yeah. So it's like very much Phoenix from the ashes, lots of metaphors. Yes. Uh- <laughs> oh yeah. I'm a big Phoenix person. Yeah. That's beautiful. So yep. yeah. Awesome. So (laughs) another thing that can be very painful in breakups are the places that you shared together. Mm -hmm. Um, So bringing those into rituals Mm -hmm. um, as a way to like cleanse the place of, um, you know, all that emotional charge can also be very helpful. So this could be, you know, the places you used to go together. It's like you had the place down the street that was like, quote, your spot. Mm -hmm bring that into a ritual and be like, all right, we're going to go. I'm going to bring some friends. We're going to make new positive memories in these places to overwrite those old ones that I shared with my ex in this place. Um, You know, you can make it like that. There's also your house. Um, You know, that's a place that you probably share a lot of memories with your ex. So rearranging your house as part of a ritual to like make it a new chapter and bring to a close the chapter that that person was there. So those are, those are some ideas. 
And I know Claire, you're a big, uh, you're a big fan of getting the new bedding and the new sheets. Yeah. Yeah. So, new sheets. <laughs> what though makes these things rituals rather than just the fact that you're doing it yeah. is, you know, the intention that you set around yes. it. So yeah. for instance, when I got divorced, I actually certainly even went on dates <laughs> immediately to the places that my ex and I would frequent, but I wouldn't have said it was a ritual because the int- I didn't have any intention surrounding yeah, it. Exactly. Whereas you could, you could tell your girlfriends, I want to reclaim this space. This is my intention. Mm-hmm. Will you, you know, support me or will you do this with me? Let's just go and have a good time. Yeah. Um, but it's what, yeah. Like I keep saying the intention that you set around it, just Mm -hmm. like if you were to get new sheets, you know, you might want to light a candle while you, I always wash sheets before I use them, but wash them and then put them on your bed for the first time and play a song or whatever it is that's going to make this sacred and special to you. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't have to make sense from the outside. It's what is, you know, what brings meaning to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And then community. So what are some other things that you can do with the people in your circle? Uh, Like we said earlier, you can have a party. I think this is such a cool idea. If I had a breakup (laughs) in the future, I'd probably do this. (laughs) Um, It's, oh, I I like what you wrote here. It's like a birthday party for singlehood. Born again. (laughs) Yeah. I I would say if you were to do this, like go nuts, you know, get it catered, get the, get the champagne, really enjoy yourself yeah whatever okay. that means for you yeah because otherwise it's like oh you turn 21 you have a big party you get married you have a big party yeah uh, totally. you have a kid there's a big party mm-hmm. but there was nothing for like becoming single again so you might as well break up like the monotony of like the rest of your life with as many parties as you can right yeah completely um. <laughs> I mean I'm moving right um in the process of moving now and I've already thought of a few different rituals that I would like to use for this reason you know no yeah. one I can't you know you don't don't have a moving shower or you know parties yeah. or um and I you know it's significant for me so I'm I have started to you know create some rituals or think about what I want to do um, because you know what life should be fun and exciting exactly and let's celebrate this is a transition the yeah yeah so another thing you can do is have a burning ceremony with your friends I've done this I actually had my first one when I was in high school Wow. Um, When I, I think I was actually in ninth grade, I had gone through a couple different breakups and uh, my, yeah, one of my friends and I, you know, decided I really, I really wanted to let it go and yeah, burned a bunch of stuff in her backyard. Hell (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool idea. Uh, You can do it no matter how old you are. Um, Mm -hmm. I think something like taking a hike with a friend can be you know you can incorporate ritual into that nature nature is so powerful it's such a healer so yeah yeah. there's a lot of ways that you could use nature and hikes for breakup rituals I think and oh and then something that I thought of is the friendship compliments ritual that I discussed in the Valentine's Day episode where you you all get together everyone gets a piece of paper and a pen and then you take turn you write everyone's name at the top Mm -hmm. And then you take turns writing your favorite thing about that person and then you pass it and everyone does it. And so at the end, you know, you have this list of really lovely things from your friends. I think that could be a really lovely thing to incorporate into a breakup party or ritual with people. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd be, I'd be like 
in tears for sure doing some that. people have when I've done this yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh my Happy god tears though yeah right? yeah <laughs> motions oh yeah all right well we hope that you've liked all our ideas so far but guess what we're not finishing up we're just taking a quick break all right welcome back everyone welcome welcome back so now you've got the basics right yeah yeah we've introduced the idea of rituals we've gone over some like general ideas that people typically use for rituals but I think the most important thing at least for me with rituals is to personalize them and make them in a way that's meaningful for you so um, we just wanted to speak briefly on how to create your own ritual so you know some things to ask yourself when you're you know, you're grieving the end of a relationship is, you know, think about what, what is important to you from that, from that relationship? Is it like a, like a thing? Like, did they gift you something that has a lot of meaning? Was it a place that you would go together? Was it a certain song? You know, what was important to you in terms of that relationship? What was of shared importance? Like, what was something that you both really like, had a lot of energy attached to where do you feel yourself holding on uh yeah like gripping (laughs) yeah and this is something to fill into you know Mm -hmm. this there's no easy answer to this I mean it might be coming to you right now but you know this might be something that you will think about all week long Exactly. Before you really decide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about our personal experience later, but that mm-hmm. was definitely the case for me. Like I, I spent a couple months thinking about what I wanted to be the ritual, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let this like sink in um, and there's no, you know, you can do lots of rituals at lots of times you don't have to do it all in one and be like nope I can't do that again because I oh no had to have released them by now <laughs> incorporating ritual into your life can just add so much and no this is not a one-shot thing there are so many reasons and ways mm-hmm. to do this mm-hmm. so I mean and yes like you've said a couple of times you can even do multiple breakup rituals depending on oh, yeah. what you're going through at the time mm-hmm. etc exactly yeah because you'll there are phases so you know what what do you have that makes you think of them is it a certain street you you drive down is it like a mug you have at your house um maybe you have a painting or something like yeah. got something at a garage sale together or something mm-hmm. You know, incorporate the things that have the most emotional charge around them, be them places, things, songs, etc. So, yeah. Great. And I always suggest that you start with what the purpose of the ritual is and then build from there. So very, very similar. Uh, but it's more, I think, about the, the intention mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. So some yeah. examples could be the ritual is for, or what I want to do is release my ex, mm-hmm. close this chapter of my life, welcome in a new future, let go of resentment, clear this person from my present life, uh, love myself more. And then once you set this, it'll inform a lot of the different parts of the ritual moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Intention is is so big you know just from that list there are different aspects 
of a breakup acknowledged you know both the wanting to accept like newness into your Mm -hmm. life and release the old you know all of those things so yeah you will see how we did this in our personal experiences with breakups so my personal experience. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to get into this. Uh, I want to hear yeah. all about it, girl. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I said, I I had months before I incorporated ritual into my breakup. Like this, I'm going to talk about the breakup with Dumpster Fire. If you've listened to our other episodes, <laughs> you'll have heard of him before. So he's becoming quite a <laughs> quite a character, quite a mysterious. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that definitely fits. Um, yeah, that's exactly how he was in a relationship. A as mysterious well, so. character. He is a character. <laughs> right not the worst thing but no no totally so yeah um so yeah this was definitely my hardest I think breakup to get over um so it took me months before I was ready for this point and it was very much like I had ideas coming to me during those months and it was just like one day I was like today's the day yes you know um so it's okay to kind of wait for that moment um you know especially with rituals intention is so important so you have to be there mentally yeah you so can't can be I like I'm gonna pretend I'm okay with releasing this person so yeah, yeah. sorry Th- no um, I I interrupted you <laughs> we're we're riffing would you call this riffing? yeah so what I want to say is I what you just said hit me so hard because you don't have to do it at a certain time no ritual my one example being when the new year hit this past year at first I was so revved up about doing my goals my vision board having the new year ritual and when it got to it I it was such a no for me oh my god I didn't do it until February because every time I thought I should do this it's 2021 it's January Mm -hmm. I was not energetic about it at all and then what sometime in it might have even been late February. All of a sudden, I felt like I'd settled into the year and it hit me like it is time. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and I set wonderful goals and intentions and I was fired up about it. But, you know, it was well into the new year, but you got to go with what intuitively feels right. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, what are you really going to accomplish? Yeah, it's forced. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's kind of like positive affirmations. Like you need to do something that does align with where you're currently at. So like your affirmation may be, I'm learning how to let go of this person. And that's where you are. So you can't force a ritual where you're like, I'm fully releasing this person. If that (laughs) voice inside is like, no, 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 no. Like not yet. Um (laughs) yeah, completely. You're right. And I wrote that's a good affirmation for a break. Yeah. (laughs) awesome so yeah um so after many months um I did destroy the journals where I had poured my heart and confusion into as I grieved just like working out all of those like questions that were left and I was living in a one-bedroom apartment with a patio that like was definitely like gonna be a fire hazard if I burnt anything (laughs) out there and I didn't want to go and do it in public at the beach or something in like a a barbecue grill because that was like the other option (laughs) 
imagine if you saw someone <laughs> just like alone. tears <laughs> burning journals you, okay, at the like beach if, if someone out there want if that feels good to you that's fine Do it. i i think that would be interesting to, yeah. to witness. i needed a little <laughs> bit more privacy basically um and i didn't want to like go at night and like get arrested or something like i was definitely overthinking it so gotcha. i ended up i did my i did my googs i googled <laughs> and another way to destroy journals is to drown them instead of um instead of burn them so i drowned my journals um i, I left them this. overnight in a bucket of water and the next morning i i woke up and i ripped them to shreds because they were so soggy and the ink had all run and it basically out. yeah i brought i like basically turned them into a pulp and then i threw the pulp away wow that is so cool yeah so if you're worried about burning your house down that is an alternative um <laughs> it's a valid concern <laughs> yeah yeah safety first with everything yeah like, with rituals there are lots of fireproof you know containers and bowls that you can yeah. buy that are meant for um house housecraft however it would be like a page would be safe in these yeah. things not a journal not a journal <laughs> no yeah so so i did burn something else um because the the journals was too much for inside but i ended up um like I said, he was a character. He gave me a stack of 50 numbered letters at one point. And every time some life event happened, he'd be like, oh, read letter number 14. And I'd be like, you got a new car. Congratulations. Like, I it, don't understand. Um, so at one time, he gave you yeah. a stack of 50 letters. Yeah. And each letter was what? Each letter had like a line or two in it. Uh-huh. And so if something happened, so say like one example is I got a new car. He was like, oh, read letter number 14. And I opened letter number 14. And I was like, congratulations, you got a new car. Like, how did he know you were going to get a car? Um, He just like, he just applied to like any, any circumstance. He just assumed what? that sometime in the future I would get a car um oh so yeah. they were sealed envelopes yeah. with letters and you were meant to open them when he w- said to yeah oh my i've never I know. heard of this yeah no it was very quirky um, no that is, i mean that's lovely in so many ways i've just never heard of it yeah how so long I'm just like t- um i mean i obviously before the end of the relationship didn't have all of them open so I still had this stack of like mystery letters that I was keeping from him this is wild okay yeah so (laughs) this is what I mean he was a character wow Um, yeah yeah so I mean I I loved it at the time so yeah yeah it's it's really cool on so many levels yeah so Uh. so I still had those and so those I I ended up at, when it the day came when I was like today's the day, mm-hmm. I I opened all of the letters. I accumulated the little strips of paper and I burnt the little strips of paper um, mm-hmm. on my stove. I turned you. the thing on, like the 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 ventilator on high, and one at a time I burnt them. Controlled. Yeah, there are safely. safe ways to do it. Yeah. Okay. So and they were little slips of paper, so it wasn't like this this out of control like fire (laughs) um but yeah so so for that it was it was like very cathartic 
um, to burn those like little strips of paper that were not just metaphorically, but like literally about things that could have happened in the future because they were all letters meant for future times. You know, I, so it was a very like it was a very meaningful like we're together thing. for the long haul. What what were I mean, can you give me example words? Is there anything that you were surprised by or that was more extreme than others as far as what he had predicted? Oh gosh. In the yeah, I mean there were I mean some of them were quite sad. Like one of them was like um like I'm on my deathbed and I'm so glad that we had our lives together. Oh, you know, like they were God. they were meant to be like lifetime letters. Fuck. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I support the burning. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that must have been tough. It was de- I mean, it was definitely tough. I think that puts into perspective like how meaningful the relationship was right. at the time to both of us. Yeah. Um, and brings us back to that point of like someone can truly mean the things they say in a relationship mm-hmm. and have all of the intention to be with you forever and change their mind. Yep. You of know, of course. Yeah. That is yeah. a very good, very good example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really personal. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously there is a lot that I don't share, but like this, I felt was important because there's so many things that people go through that they think, you know, just like super unique situations like that, where you're like, no one could possibly understand how meaningful this person was to me Mm -hmm. because, you know, we had this super unique thing. And I think it's important to show that like, every relationship has you know that was a ritual in a relationship you know yeah. mm-hmm. in, in a way was having those those letters you know and so um yeah yeah just showing that like hey you know as sucky as that sounds but like you weren't special mm-hmm. <laughs> like and <laughs> sure. I, I twist uh, it as in uh, everyone's special yeah. everyone yeah. has something mm-hmm beautiful between the two of them yeah that sometimes isn't enough so we're meant to last forever we're meant to last forever yeah. yeah exactly so yeah so burning those letters was huge and there's just something powerful in something literally not existing anymore you know even if I just threw away that stack of letters mm-hmm. like they would have just gone and been whole in a in a landfill for you know 10 years or something until they just slowly crumbled you know whereas if I burnt them they chemically did not have their same form anymore so that was yeah and some some people might just want to throw something away and that might be significant too like I'm just putting it in the dumpster and that's that's totally yeah exactly (laughs) so yeah but yeah the main I mean not the main point but one point is get it get it out of your out of your spare sphere Spear. Spear. <laughs> yeah. So that was an example of a common breakup ritual. Burning journals and letters or drowning journals is like less common, but destroying them nevertheless. <laughs> um, but the biggest ritual that I created was with um, his keys. So I 
had kept his house key and the key that, of the lock that we put on the fence above the ocean yeah. to celebrate our love, you know, at the beginning <laughs> of the relationship, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I whatever. Kept, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. It's good to also create rituals around relationships as well. Exactly. If, yeah. And that was a very too. sweet mm. moment. So, yeah. So I had those keys on my car keys, you know, through the relationship, through the breakup, through the months of trying to stay friends and through the months of when we were no longer in contact. Um, And especially after contact broke up, I was particularly aware of like the presence of those keys as I drove to and from work. Um, I kept them because, you know, I think our contact broke off because he was really struggling with his mental health. And so I had a lot of um, like worry about him um trigger warning suicide so yeah yeah trigger warning suicide um yeah so if if that's the thing for you maybe fast forward probably maybe five minutes would you right. say yeah okay you. so you've had time mm-hmm. so he was he was really spiraling into depression when we cut off contact he was basically nocturnal was just playing video games he wasn't working leave the house like once a week for groceries. So um, he was ex-military and one of the few of his unit who had not committed suicide. So it was definitely like a cause for concern for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And having that key was like both a hope that I could always check on him if I chose to, but also fear of what I would find if I did and even though we weren't talking anymore and I knew like hey it's not my responsibility to make sure that this person's okay anymore those keys were so meaningful for that reason so yeah I ended up (laughs) trying to you know in my in my day of ritual the day that I woke up I burnt the things I drowned the journals whatever I ended up um trying to go and unlock the the lock on the fence (laughs) I was like we're gonna I'm gonna remove the lock as part of my goodbye ritual oh and but he was still living there no, I mean, um, so there was a lock on a fence. Mm-hmm. It was not at his place. Um, okay. Where so was it? It was um, above the ocean at a park. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I yeah. See. So right. I had two keys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, we put the lock there. It was like our relationship. And so I was like, oh, oh go I know exactly and, what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So yeah, to listen. like signify the yes. end of the connection you know right yes um so so not everyone might be familiar with this though so if you go to certain oceans or rivers or lakes you might see locks on the fences Mm -hmm. where couples will go and put a lock symbolizing their love it might have their initials and they have the locks to it and so they put Mm -hmm. it there as like permanent symbolizing the permanence of the relationship yeah okay and it turns out that that's unless you have um, bolt cutters is quite permanent because it was rusted through and I could not get it to unlock. Right. <laughs> I'm just standing there like <laughs> there's like joggers passing me and oh I'm like, don't God. mind me. This is my fucking lock. Leave me alone. <laughs> and you're in public. Oh, I know. Yeah, Another thing it, interesting it was, to see. Yeah. It was not <laughs> happening. Mm-hmm. I eventually was like, all right, I'm going to leave the lock for now. Um <laughs> so yeah so I couldn't unlock the lock and so I was like all right 
what am I going to do with these keys? And so, yeah, so I knew I had to make a ritual out of releasing the keys. Um, I could no longer feel responsible for his mental health mm-hmm. or for checking on him. And the keys symbolized my ability to do so. So I came up with the plan that was a nod to a few things that were important to me and that had been shared with him. Um, so like number one was like my beloved Santa Barbara mountains. Um, they were a huge, huge part of the years that I spent there. Um, and there was one spot as one does that dumpster fire and I used to go and watch the sunset at. Um, and it was also special to him personally, but that was the place that I chose to say goodbye basically to the keys. And I stood there for like literally what felt like forever with the keys in my hand, like ready (laughs) to throw them. But I like, couldn't make myself do it. And I'm like, I finally, finally, you know, was able to throw them and as soon as they left my hand was just this huge weight off of my chest and I just remember like slow motion watching them fly and like twinkle in the sunlight and like go off the edge and me being like (sighs) oh my god yeah so (laughs) it was just this huge pressure on my chest and I think you know there's something symbolic about throwing a key because keys Mm -hmm. are very symbolic Mm -hmm. and meaningful um but I think the most important thing was that they were so meaningful to me and my connection with him that including those in a ritual was was the key for me (laughs) (laughs) amazing that's amazing and you said that you felt relief immediately yeah it was pretty much immediate yeah watching them them fly away from me and it's like definitely not healing as linear or anything but it it lightened that pressure of feeling like I was somehow responsible yeah making sure that he was going to be okay and every time I chose not to use the keys to check on him was like a big deal and it's not like you need a key to really check on him like you can just like knock on the door and stuff but it was still just like you know during the relationship it was just like I'd come over and just let myself in and that was just the way things had been um so yeah well and giving having your partner's keys is a a, often a ritual in and of itself for people or it signifies that you know the relationship is getting you know to the next level so Mm -hmm. yes uh, I think a key related rituals wonderful for a breakup what yeah. a beautiful story thank you again <laughs> Thanks. for sharing yeah I know I'm like just sharing so much personal stuff this episode but I think it's it just um it related to this episode and so I was like you know these are things I would have shared in previous episodes if they had come up but mm-hmm. you know well, I think it's gonna help a lot of people yeah, yeah. Mm. well I, lo- I love it thank you again so my experiences are not quite as um, intense. So my breakup experiences have been as intense, but my ritual experiences haven't as, as they aren't as detailed as yours, but I, I want to share what I've done. So first of all is I first became acquainted or familiar with cord cutting after uh, my divorce. And I'm actually telling some of these not 
in order, but that's fine. So <laughs> no one we, knows. Yeah. Well, they do now. Well, it'll come <laughs> out. You'll, you'll see what I mean. So, oh, okay. um, I did really well with my divorce as, uh, many listeners know, but then I made what I consider a mistake for me, which is getting, uh, reconnected with him after I healed. Um, <laughs> it was for me a step backward in that, nothing had really changed we you know still weren't going to be together and it was incredibly incredibly painful for me to like have rebonded with him and then you know decided that still it's not going to work out and it was really excruciating so i had a friend in my community who does hypnotherapy including cord cutting So I reached out to her and I told her the situation and we did a session together and it was uh, so amazing. So I was also in the stage at this time of living with some family. Uh, They didn't really know what was going on, but I just said, you know, for the next, I think two hours, I just need to be left alone. And so first I spent time on my own kind of thinking about what I wanted this to be for myself. And then at this time, the session took place by Skype. And so I was able to, you know, put the laptop, you know, kind of away from myself and get comfortable. And this woman was incredibly talented and amazing at what she did. And so first, you know, she asked questions about what it is I want to release, what the situation was. She even asked, you know, how intimate we had been during this time, you know, different specifics about the circumstances. And then, you know, she kind of fills into it. And then she led me through through a session. And I also felt in this case with cord cutting that the release and the relief was immediate in my case. I only had to do it once. And I, for whatever reason, you know, maybe it was that I did it with someone, maybe I was ready, whatever it was. Yeah. So the experience was actually so significant that I had the people around me telling me that I physically looked different. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I highly recommend cord cutting and also, you know, taking it very seriously and allowing yourself to release it. Yeah, I think with some of these things, you might in the back of your mind not fully have the intention to do it. And for me, I really needed to. And I was extremely dedicated to to the process. Mm -hmm. So that's one. And then, so now I'm backtracking. (laughs) When the divorce had been final, which was before this, ah! Dennis, what are you doing to yourself? Okay, time so- <laughs> isn't linear. What <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> on the day <laughs> that the divorce had been finalized, I was actually doing a short stint living in Santa Cruz. Yeah, so, yeah, um, and. I was already into ritual by this point. And so when I got the email saying that everything was finalized, it's very hard to get that news. (laughs) Really, it's, yeah, it really weighs heavy on you getting the final, getting the final notice of it. So I really thought to myself, you know, I need to stop work and I really need to, you know, do something for myself to welcome in this new, this new future. 
I didn't want to just sit around. I didn't want to try and push through the day. Yeah. So, oh, I should have looked it up, but damn it. There's a really cool restaurant in Santa Cruz that is right on the water. And that I've kind of had a lifelong history of going to, you know, like when we would visit my grandma or when I would go there for spring break and it's, it's fancy and it's gorgeous. And I just decided I'm just going to go and I'm going to buy myself dinner. I'm going to sit outside. I'm going to have a nice drink. I'm just going to really, really spoil myself. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let this sink in. And I, I felt like there was something missing with my ex in that he had a hard time often just enjoying life (laughs) and, Ah. you know, he kind of always wanting to like get to the next thing and wrap things up and not really take his time. And so I thought, I just want to do something that's just fully indulgent and that I don't have anything else that I need to do because, you know, like now I'm in charge because that was a frustration for me in in the relationship. You know, I know sometimes we'd go camping and we'd get up and he'd just want to like leave right away or just little things where I'm just like, can we just enjoy this? You know, yeah. like taking road trips and just wanting to get there rather than stopping along the way. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That actually, that's something I struggle with. And it was compounded like a hundred times with my ex fiance because he did the same thing. And we'd go on road trips. Like we went to Sedona. We were going to spend three days. (laughs) That's where we can't. We're like 12 hours in. We're like, "Eh, I'd rather just be home. And we left the next day. We cut it short by like Mm. two days because neither of us was comfortable being in the moment without something to do. And that was. Yeah. Interesting. That Yeah. That's a lot how he was. And I have always been kind of I don't know, a lover of life or wanting to have experiences. And so, you know, I think, and I did go to this restaurant with him many times and I just, yeah, just, I wasn't really, it was really hard with him to just kind of sink into the moment and look out on into the ocean and enjoy a drink. And Mm -hmm. so I did that and it was really nice. Um, I had already been comfortable going out to eat myself. It's just something I've always been able to do (laughs) but this really did just start kind of a thing for me of the the solo date nights like I often talk about and then um on my way home I stopped and I got some type of fancy um like peach champagne or something so my alcohol preferences have changed dramatically since then (laughs) I'm not sure I would really enjoy peach champagne now but you know I got a bottle like a Bellini or like well I mean flavored champagne uh something sparkly and peachy that came in a bottle I I don't I mean Uh this was quite a while but uh, while ago and I just got home and I don't remember what I did then but I just said thought you know I'm just going to celebrate slash let this sink in slash spoil myself yeah and this was all things that you know I planned out ahead of time to you know recognize this transition yeah so that was too related to my divorce yeah positive memories now that I have of that time so that's another that's a good uh, way to also Um, think of it is now when I look back on getting the divorce papers or the finalization of the divorce not the divorce papers um, (laughs) I now have this positive association with it yeah and then uh, so this is not exactly a breakup ritual but the third thing I wanted to mention was something I've talked about already on the show but I did a ritual about a year and a half ago to release someone who I had dated slash been involved with 
um, things didn't go down really in a way that I'm still not, you know, still not fully happy with. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I hadn't thought about it for a while, but whatever, for whatever reason, after I really got settled here in Denver and was, you know, thinking about my life and, um, you know, things were really getting established for, mm-hmm. you know, I started thinking about this, how things had gone down with this man really to the point that I was really starting to feel anger over not addressing it in a way I would have liked mm-hmm. all the things we're always talking about as far as getting closure. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I created a ritual where I lit a black candle and created the space. I clean first whenever I do rituals in my home. Uh, and then I have a specific playlist that I use for rituals that I put on. Mm-hmm. And then I did do the letter and got really specific and, you know, kind of nasty, you know, very angry and just let it all out. You know, I, yeah. I know at some points, you know, my pen was actually like going through the paper because, you know, I was cursing so and saying, you know, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. And it's <laughs> and important then- to really lean into that. Oh, like yeah. you're doing yeah. this to release all those fucking chaotic thoughts that you're having. Mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't pull your punches, you know, yeah. like really express it. Even the things you're like, yeah, I think that, but I don't really think that, you know, mm-hmm. like, because or, that would be way too intense or that would be crazy. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, this is your side of things. Yeah. Don't worry about the backstory. Yeah. You don't have or- to acknowledge that you might be wrong. You're just letting mm-hmm. like your inner right. child have a fucking tantrum. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. There's two sides everything most things most things fine that's fucking great (laughs) this is not about that (laughs) this is about the universe hearing your anger and wow so in this case for whatever reason I didn't want to burn it but I did rip it out and folded it up and like stuck it in the back of my journal and in this case, also, the relief was quite immediate. I noticed mm-hmm. about a, a week later that I had barely thought about it, whereas before I had been thinking about it all the time. Yay. And by the end of the year, it was still like tucked into this back pocket of my journal and it was totally uh, in the past. Yeah, it was so. neutral. I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that those are our personal stories about breakup rituals. Um, and that brings our episode content to a close for this <laughs> section because next we have breakup ballads. Do, do, do. Toxic or empowering. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And so this week I got to choose the music. And so I put I picked this song based on the topic of letting go of someone. Very cool. And I think, you know, that's important for rituals to do their thing is that you have to be to the point where you're like, I, I need to let go. I want to let go. I'm ready to let go. Mm-hmm. You have to be to that point to let the ritual do its thing. And so this is Wouldn't Come Back by Trousdale. Such um, a beautiful song. I love this song so much. It is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. So... Um, I'm just going to zoom out so I can see my comments. Okay. <laughs> um, I have added this song to the X-Files playlist. It's okay to grieve. 
So if yes. anyone wants to go and listen, I've added this yeah. Uh, there. Yeah. So it's so beautiful. Um, so, I mean, we have some things that are highlighted, but I'll, I'll, do something we haven't highlighted yet but oh yeah um, I mean we can read the whole we read the whole thing it's a short one yeah okay so it starts off in matters of the heart my hands are tied my sleeves are torn I gave you all I have to give you always wanted more slowly we grow apart closer to who we are yeah so I like this way of starting out the song because it's just such a realistic mature way to look at back at a relationship yeah yeah Mm -hmm. just like you know she her hands are tied she's kind of stuck like she she can't do anymore for the situation and her sleeves are torn showing you know she has tried she's done a lot and like sleeves being torn it's like like you've been like crawling crawling yeah that's yeah. what i thought as well yeah exactly so that's beautiful um i gave you all i have to give you always wanted more i feel like that's kind of a cliche um we don't have to like explore too much or... yeah i know a lot of a lot of people feel that way in relationships yeah <laughs> um but slowly we grow apart closer to who we are so <laughs> this is like refining yourself after a relationship um a relationship where you you felt like you were a different person almost so yeah which can happen yeah big fan yeah all right baby if I keep running to you I'll be running till my feet turn black till my lungs collapse and I wouldn't come back I can't give another year to you another second's gonna drive me mad and I won't do that because I wouldn't come back I wouldn't come back Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So I really liked this um, because I think that it is a very uh, healthy way and just an, a, one way to say that the relationship has reached its expiration date. Yeah. Yep. And that, you know, you that moment when you finally choose to give up, you know, if I keep running to you, so she's been running to him and she's realizing it's destroying her. And, you know, in a relationship, uh, uh, like we romanticize this, like chasing someone who is struggling with their own shit to like save them. Yes. There for them, no matter matter what. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, what is it? Having- unconditional love. Oh my God. That's why I was opening my mouth. I was going to say, or having unconditional love. <laughs> unconditional love. <laughs> oh my God. My, my mind is blown. Totally. Yeah. I, I hear this a lot. That's so important yeah. to love someone no matter what. Have unconditional love. Unconditional it's love. Like, yeah. Why? Not at the total <laughs> destruction of, of yourself. Of course. Yes. No. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, you can. I mean, I would argue that you can have unconditional love for someone and choose to not chase them anymore. Yeah, have not unconditional be in their love, life. but not unconditional relationships. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can you can love someone from afar. Um, and so I'll be running to my feet turn black. You know, she's just saying, like, this is destroying me. And if I keep doing this, like, I'm never going to recover. And having that moment that heartbreak of knowing you can't catch up with someone who's running away from you and that you finally have to put yourself first. 
Yeah. So that's, that's so beautiful. That chorus. So, um, do you want to talk about this one? Uh, well, yeah. So, um, so the next, the next little verse is like the old man and the sea. I wasn't meant to take you in. I find when I'm without you, I'm with myself again. Yes. You whispering in my ear, your hands on me, make it clear. So Ooh. first of all, I'm a Hemingway fan. And so I like the old man in the sea reference. <laughs> and um, have you read it, Claire? Um, it's been years. So, so I yeah. mean, it's just, it's a very um, visual novella and you all you know so the thought comes to mind you know of the man you know just trying 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 so hard to get the fish and then getting to the shore and it's just a skeleton so I thought it was really really good imagery and then I really really love the line I find when I'm without you I'm with myself again Mm. and I just this is just something that I wish that so many people would realize is that this relationship doesn't define you in fact it might be keeping you from your true self really and you know maybe it's not but if the relationship is unhealthy then it is keeping you from from your true self and it it can be really (laughs) fun after a breakup to discover these things about yourself again yeah I know that when I'm kind of an example when I decided for sure that I was going to leave Australia all these things that I knew about myself and that I had enjoyed I just like suddenly came back to me and it was yeah fun it can be a really good opportunity yeah. Yeah. Completely. You're whispering in my ear, your hands on me, make it clear. Yeah. I, I thought that was an interesting line. I kind of, I'm wondering if what they mean to say by this is that they, they can still feel the person close to them. And so they mm-hmm. know that because they can hear the whispering, they can hear the hands um, on them, that they know that it's really time to, to make a break because it's still you know, it's still visceral and physical to them. Yeah. It's so visceral and physical. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting because like the contrast between like, I'm running after you and there's this sense of like distance between them. And yet he, I'm just saying he from me, um, (laughs) you're whispering in my ear. He's close enough to whisper in her ear and to put his hands on him. And it's kind of like she's she's been chasing him and yet he's there. Um, maybe the you is not him. So, I mean. Yeah, I, well, I did think that this was a little ambiguous. So, yeah. So, I don't know. We're, we're working on that one. If you have ideas or if you're from Trousdale and you'd like to let us know. <laughs> oh, <man>. Please tell us. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we just go back into the the chorus um baby if i keep running to you i'll be keep i'll be running till my feet turn black to my lungs collapse wouldn't come back that's not how it goes <laughs> thank you Claire. Uh, no it's not a wrap but and then not a one rap. thing that <laughs> i i just thought that this was really bringing back the point that this relationship is not joyful yeah and that this person knows it yeah yeah mm-hmm. just you know it's it's not bringing any positivity to her life it's just like she's teetering on the edge of it ruining her you know yeah so i thought this was beautiful decision i love the song um and so claire what do you think about when it come back toxic or empowering i think it's empowering (laughs) (laughs) i think this might be the most well no i like daffodil lament for empowering but this Uh is i think a very empowering breakup song 
Yes. And yeah, kudos. Yeah. It's still. empowering without negating the pain and suffering. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and so. you know, recognizing the relationship was real and that it's it's come to an end and yeah. it needs to stay at an end. <laughs> mm. oh. <gasps> oh, so well, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so we hope that you enjoyed everything that we had to say about rituals. If you do a ritual that you feel comfortable taking a pick of and you want to tag us, I'd be thrilled. Mm-hmm. If you have had a breakup party, I want to hear from you. Yeah, we want to know and we want to go to the next one. Yeah, and you're going to have a Zoom We're inviting party. ourselves to parties now. I will go to a Zoom breakup party. Yes. And so um, one more thing before we end is to please mark your calendar. Claire and I are building our online community on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And we will be doing live coaching there May 4th at 12, 12, 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So if you have a question you want us to ask because you're stage fright, let us know. Otherwise, please go and join the group and um, you can go in and ask us questions and chit chat with us directly at that time. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And here's a preview of our next episode. Perhaps that whole thing was a learning experience for him. And he's now at another level. I am still at the level where I don't forgive stuff like that. But perhaps one day I will have evolved higher than I am now. You know, who knows? But looking at the things that other people do around us not as causes for frustration that they're not doing it how we want them to do it but that they're doing it in the best way they know how at the time and that may change in a month in a year in 10 years that may change